congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. I need to make my Facebook thing in a relationship with Full Circle Bookstore. <laughs> I think that works really well. <laughs> Considering they're an independent bookstore that warms the cockles of our heart. <laughs> and that's where our people go. And God, what a love story that is, huh? It is. We met some cool people yesterday, too. We did. We did. Yep. Some that are coming to our event, which we probably need to talk about because oh, yes. it's only a few weeks away. Yeah, I know. Um, October 12th at Full Circle Books at 7 o'clock is our next live event. If you want to dress up, feel free. We are going to. Yes, we're going to make this into a book girl costume party. Rachel, are you up for that? I can't come. What? I what? know. Well, listen, I was going to come. My middle sister is coming to town, and I said, it'll be fine. I have another sister there. They can play together. It's fine. As, as if they're not, like, 30, both, you know. <laughs> and my husband, he was like, you can't leave the day that your sister gets into town. And I said, why not? They have each other. They'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. like, she's going to be here for 11 days. And he's like, "You no, you can't do that. And I said... Okay, fine. Now I feel guilty because I was going to go. And then he tells her on the phone that I was going to go. And she got butt hurt. Huh? She did. Well, you know those middle, those middle ones, those Does middle children. Does she not know, Rachel, that we are also your sisters? What Apparently the fuck? she doesn't care. She's got this thing about blood relation. I don't bitch. know. I know. She is, Sarah, if you're listening. She will be getting a <laughs> spanking from us. That's all. Well, of course, spanking might be considered sexual in some circles. So I think we'll skip the spanking. Well, she's single. Okay. <laughs> she might be okay right. with that. So, she might be down What's with her it. name again? Sarah. Sarah, how you doing, girl? My sister Liz is single, too. I mean... <laughs> Gotta. So uh, they should come down, go with you, and maybe See? meet some single book people. Now that would be a good idea. They sh we saying. should just pack them in the car. The it's more not that merrier. far. Come on. I tried to talk my sister into coming down for it, but she has something else going on with All right, her I'm going to work job. on that because I do really, that. really want to come. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really hoping that her fellow book girls will get into the spirit and dress up. Yeah, it doesn't have to be bookish because Kayla's not doing bookish. Now, maybe the way that I can convince them, the three of us love Hocus Pocus. <gasps> so maybe there if we're the go. Sanderson sisters, oh I God. can get them on board. That Do it. So you should. Awesome. I know. Okay, I'm going to work on this. Okay. Hmm. See, I was trying to talk my sister into coming down so that we could coordinate our outfits because I love dressing up like as a... As a group, we'll have to do a that next time. I know we talked about that. I'm going to say couple, but it's my sister, meaning two people. But um, like I said, she's got something going on with her job that day and she can't leave. So, Well, I think on Halloween, the actual Halloween this year, mm -hmm. we should dress up as the Ab Fab girls. Because my hair's long enough now that, you that can I make could it do look that, like that French roll. That blonde, that blonde French roll. Beehive French <laughs> roll in the back so that you I get could us some be fake patsy. Now I just have to smoke for it because, you know, Patsy smokes constantly. Well, you could like hold a cigarette in your hand without actually lighting it. I mean, I'm sure if I asked my mom, she would give me a couple. Since neither of us smoke, I don't want to buy an $8 pack of cigarettes for to hold a cigarette in my hand. for. Yeah. You yeah. just get hour. gum cigarettes and puff out the... Do they still even sell those? They do. <gasps> I've yeah? seen candy cigarettes. There's, um, there's a little candy store in a town by us. And they had candy cigarettes. I bet you could find them online. There you go. I love yeah, the gum ones that you could blow and yeah, it did you the little puff. puff thing. <gasps> they were my favorite as a kid. <laughs> candy cigarettes, here I come. I didn't even want to chew the gum. I just wanted to puff it out. Yeah. When you see us as AbFab, you will fucking die because we are so it. <laughs> Patsy is, is tall, skinny, and lots of makeup, just like me. And... Adina is just like Vonnie. A little voluptuous. 
in places. Same hair, everything. It's perfect. My hair is even the it's same. It's perfect. I'm telling you. It's short this I year, so I could totally do it. Totally not bookish, but totally us. Funny. I'm going to say that our costumes would be because they... They made an adaptation of Hocus Pocus into a, a novel. Yeah, a lot, did. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people yeah. are, no. I mean, we Hocus can't Pocus do that for our well. event. We can't do yeah. Patsy and Andina for our event. No. Besides, I already have my... Um, you already have your costume? My Galadriel costume. And if it wasn't so expensive to buy the stuff to be a hobbit, I would totally be a hobbit. But <laughs> I looked into it, and it would cost like over $100 for oh, the stuff God. that I need. Yeah. That's so. insane. Yeah. Couldn't you just like glue some fake hair on yourself and call it well, a day? I, I, saw well, a thing on the inter- <laughs> I saw a thing on the internet where somebody had taken a pair of flip flops and glued hair on them. Yeah. <laughs> fake we'll fur. It's oh, that's the, smart. It's fucking hilarious. It's not so much that as in buying the outfit. The yeah. I mean, because the they don't really sell pantalooms and I got to have a cape. And, yeah. I mean, I could curly up my hair. That's not a problem. But. Yeah. It's already curly. I know. You don't have to do more. Yeah, not really. <laughs> you have very much. the hair down. All yeah. you have to do is uh, glue some to your feet and you'd have it. Just cut a little off the bottom and glue it to my feet. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> maybe just not shave my feet for a month. That or just don't take a note from, have we all seen the Jackass movies? Yes. Oh, where they make the beard for the mo- Oh, it's awful. They, they all put a little bit of themselves into... Into his beard by just giving a little shave to oh, Jesus, their nether region. That's terrifying. No. I think one of them actually had crabs during the oh. <laughs> All right, I am not going to be such a joy. shaving my nether They are. I still love them. Blew it onto my feet. class. Oh, I'm having a hard time closing my mouth right now. Oh, it Clearly got it, you have never seen the Jackass franchise. Yeah. It got they in his disgusting. mouth, too. And he didn't know until afterwards. That that's thing where I they got the breakfast hair. yet, Rachel. <laughs> uh. They are cinematic gold. <laughs> I guess if you're a 12 year old boy, I guess it hard. Or you? Yeah, or me? Or yeah, someone <laughs> of my generation. <laughs> are you calling me old? I am old. Yes, it's true. I feel old some days. Now that I'm officially completely free of estrogen, mm-hmm. it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. It was just the coming down off the yeah, estrogen. Yeah. Now that my face is, is permanently saggy in spots, probably the way it should have been in the first place. You don't look that, you don't look different to me. I got some jowls. Nah. It's like instant jowls, you know, when you don't have estrogen. I don't have any parts, so the minute I stop taking my replacement, it's like, my skin went. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, skin was like inst- nope. Instant prune, you know, instant dry up everywhere. Not fun. Little dry noodles going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get some uh, some noodle sauce. <laughs> you need some cheese in your life. <laughs> I need some cheese, man. I do. <laughs> need a cheese patch (laughs) (laughs) this is so wrong (laughs) thanks justin i just have to say that i'm so thankful my husband does not listen to this podcast (laughs) mine's listening and i think he's a little red (laughs) do we want to tell people when our live event is Oh, shit, yeah. I, I thought, think I did say it I in the first. I thought she did. I yeah, did, you did. Say it. did you? Yeah. Did but you say you know what, what time it was? I did say what time it was, but what I did not say mm-hmm. is the books that we are going to be reading for the event. Yes. Because there are a lot of people, including some of the people that I spoke to yesterday, who want to read along, which is part of the fun. You know, yes. if you read some of the books, then you then you get the experience of the book club. So we are reading In the Valley of the Sun by Andy Davidson. A Guide for Murdered Children by Sarah Sparrow, Little Darlings by Melanie Golding, The Monk by Matthew Lewis, and The Shining by Stephen King. And we still haven't said who's reading what. We have not. It's a surprise. Yeah. But I think we might have, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. We might have said something like in previous podcasts. No, we always left it a mystery. Did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Did you listen and make sure? Yes. You're so good, Alyssa. God damn. <laughs> 
She's we should hire you. I'm here for continuity. <laughs> I think when we start... Thank God somebody's paying attention. Right? Because we know it ain't me. <laughs> I may do the edit, but I don't remember anything that was in it. When we start actually making money, I think Alyssa's going to make more money than me. <laughs> Even though one of, I'm one of the founding fathers of the podcast. <laughs> I am not as prepared as Alyssa. <laughs> she, She's definitely the first lady of the podcast. It's that marketing brain, guys. Well, thank God you're here. That's all I have to say. Oh, what have you done to that? It's making me nervous. Are you anxious? You, I oh. bent it. No, I just I like know. to play with stuff. I'm watching and I'm like, oh my God. Is she doing origami with a twist? <laughs> she but is. That's an, imp- thing. That is an impressive feat of I strength. I do this all the time. I like to bend stuff. <laughs> So you're Bender. That's it. You are. I, I don't think like we should dress up like Futurama. Futurama if we don't do, too. If she we took don't it do. away yesterday and I was really sad. Futurama would be pretty awesome. I mean, I'd even let you be, um, what's her be name? Layla. Cyclone. Layla. Yeah, Layla. Layla. Who would you be Cyclone. then? Um, you could, I, I'd be the guy. You'd be Fry? I could be Fry. You could be Layla. We just need somebody to be Bender and somebody Leela. to be... It's Leela. Leela. Right. That's right. And we need somebody to be Bender. Either that or... We need a Bender. We need a... I should be the professor, though, because I'm old. Or I could be Mom. Who? Mom. Oh, yeah. But she's not in all the episodes. She's not as well-known as the main character. She's just evil Who's going to be who Zoidberg? We, get, we need a Zoidberg. We need a Amy Wong. Be <laughs> Zoidberg. <sighs> I'm happier than a squid on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) For those people who don't know what Futurama is, bone up, bitches. It's on Hulu. Go check it out. Because it's fucking awesome. I love that show so much. It's my favorite show. Bring back Futurama. Matt Groening, if you're listening, get fucking on it. It's really great to crochet, too. I like to crochet (laughs) to Futurama. Put some future on Yeah, actually, <laughs> Matt Groening yes. reads because he'd be great on this podcast. I'm sure he reads. Know. Matt, come on, give us give us a holler. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to stalk you like we do Joe Hill, but not all of us stalk Joe Hill. Well, that's true. Maybe no promises. <laughs> We when we talk about stalking, by the way, I was thinking about this as you guys were talking about stalking your hot neighbor the other day. Yes, I was thinking, you know, if people really took us seriously, <laughs> they'd be scared. It would be like that chick who was stalking the author that we gave such shit to. Remember that? Mm-hmm. No. Yes, I do. She might just because you been say on. yes doesn't mean I'm going to remember. <laughs> Oh, she, she was stalked, a, she's an author with a bad Yeah, she stalked an author and showed up at her house. No, the author did the stalking. That's the why I was confused. The author did for the bad review. Whoops. Got it bad flip. review. That's yes, right. I remember. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you got to have some serious magic to have a, an author stalking you. Right. But I guess Whoops. it wasn't no, for good purposes. or you're author, a bad person. <laughs> author stalking a reviewer. Stalking oh. is bad, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yet another television reference in a book podcast. <laughs> I think we need to. We've had three or four today. Rachel, you started it. I, what? It, what? How? You started it with jackass. Oh, oh yeah. There is no book with that. You cannot convince me. It's okay. It's usually my fault. Well, no, there's probably not. I'm trying. There was a book that I read. <laughs> Oh, that was I, jackassish. So, well, sort of <laughs> along those lines. Oh, and uh, Matt Zuckery, he starred in the movie about it. <gasps> yes, it was. It was shit. It was so shit. Google <laughs> no, I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah, I know. It, that kind of reminds me it. of it a little Tucker bit. Tucker Max wrote it. Yes. Oh, I hate him so much. I hate him <laughs> so yeah, much. I do. And I'm angry that he made any money, but I still bought the book and I read it. <laughs> you know, he's founded a publishing house now. Oh. I know. Gross. So don't hate on him. He might like I it. hope they serve beer in hell. Yes. I hope they serve beer in hell. I have but not read cold? that. If, if you... Oh. <laughs> he... The, the whole book. Rachel's like, pissed. I hope... <laughs> 
and that horrible <laughs> things happen to you. <laughs> but it was so intriguing because it's it's his and he story. wrote two books. I know I couldn't bring myself to read the other one. I couldn't do it. I just well, watched the movie. You, <laughs> I never did. Now you're making me want to read it. Remember what we talked about yesterday at our live. Um, bit about we, the banned books about banned books yeah about how if it's banned it makes me want to read it more yes, exactly they tell me you can't read this and I'd be like me... oh yeah fuck you <laughs> I'm like what? Anyway. what am I not why can't I read it I need to what's read wrong it with and it find out why <laughs> if, if you want something that's gonna make you angry but... read it I hope they serve beer at all yeah okay. it's not good I never saw the movie I only watched it because I was really into Gilmore Girls and he was in Gilmore Girls. Yeah, he's on a new show now and he's, I mean, he's beautiful, but he's always going to be Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. He was not Logan and I hope they serve beer in hell. <laughs> no. My herpes hurts. Your herpes hurts? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, go kissing random guys in Mexico and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You weren't supposed to tell anybody about that. No, you remember the rules? We can't kiss Martha and we can't. What was the other thing we can't chickens. kiss? Chickens. Can't, no can't kissing kiss Martha, chicken. no kissing chickens. Roosters are fine, but no chickens. <laughs> Were roosters yeah. fine? I think it just said chickens. We just chickens. be kissing some roosters in our time. <laughs> Just not when we have herpes on our lips. I mean, sometimes it gets you what you want. (laughs) That's true. See, and that makes it okay. (laughs) If you get something out of it, it's not manipulation. (laughs) It's only when you get money out of it that it's wrong. (laughs) It's only when cash changes hands, goods are fine. I have to remember that. No cash. No cash, just goods. (laughs) Goods and services. Oh, God. We should talk about books. I'm just thinking, I have no fucking idea which book I'm going to talk about. You so rarely do. I know. This is kind of the norm. It kind of is, but it makes me feel bad anyway. So I'm going to browse for a book while Bonnie does her review. I'll I'll be listening, though. Mm, Sure you will. It's okay. She'll stop listening when I start mine. She'll (laughs) listen to you, but not me. I will listen to you. I'll just appear not to be listening because if I look at you, you'll say, stop looking at me. You're worse than a fucking little sister over there. It's because you make faces at me. I know. My face makes those faces without you. It just. What? What? Dude, I just realized something. What? What? I'm like four books away from my reading challenge. Which was how many? 175. I don't know how many I need to. I haven't put anything on Goodreads. I have no clue how many books I've read. I feel this year. really bad when people follow me on Goodreads because I'm like, how did you find me? Because I don't use this almost ever. Mm-hmm. I like will go through. I'm like, I'm going to update my Goodreads and I'll like spend an hour and a half going through every single book that I've read for the last six months and put it on Goodreads. And then I don't do it for another six months. So I literally did not track what I read at all until. Kayla started doing the wrap-up posts in April. It's the first time I, I ever there tracked you go. I could go back to my wrap-up posts and just count them from there. You're missing several months, though. Oh, but then I only have to go back a few months. That's true. It's just difficult because I got to go in history and I got to go on the podcast and I have to go to a couple different places and then I got to remember the other books that I've read. And See, I just start reading and I'm like, oh, no, you've read this. I do that too Crap. sometimes. I did that not too long ago. I was reading a book. I'm like, I'm going to read this book. And I got like a third of the way in. I'm like, I think I've read this. This has happened before. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. I remember that transvestite. I've read this before. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I'm sorely behind on my numbers, though. Yikes. 175. I have only read like 32 books this year so far. It's not about numbers, though. It really isn't. It's a competition. No. Every, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a competition. It's not a competition. It is within myself. I need it. I'm competing with my soul. I have to read. It. I just do. I mean, I, I end one, I start another. It's just, I'm not trying to compete. I am trying to track it, though. See, I try to increase mine, but then I take feedback from other people so my husband will be like, no, 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 you can do this many. And I did that last year. And I 
I think I was like 10 books shy and I was like, oh, I failed. Right. So <laughs> I said this year I set the bar low. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, I know. Cause I need, I need external validation for that. Like, but, but at <laughs> the end of the year, when you fail, then you have a reason to eat a dozen Christmas cookies. Oh, I never like, need I'm a reason make to it, do that. Got to eat all these cookies. Well, it's a win-win because if fuck? I don't do it, I can eat the cookies. But if I do do it, I have to celebrate and eat the cookies. And eat the cookies. So, so either way, you're going to eat the cookies. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> happening. Mm, somebody made me some Christmas cookies now. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. It's not even Halloween. <gasps> it's not no. even October. You need oh. you need some I need some sugar. Halloween cookies We need some pumpkin here. sugar cookies. Mm. Pumpkin. I could get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Sounds All right, let's let's get this shit done, girls. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to your guys' discussion about not liking a book because I didn't <gasps> particularly care for the book that I'm going to review this week. Whoa, this Bonnie's was, going dark. Yeah, this is um, in my search of October books and my black hole of true crime <laughs> that I ended up in. The and, blackest of black holes. <laughs> no pun intended. The name of this is Three Sisters in Black by Norman Zirold. And this takes place in the early 1900s. And it starts out that the police and everything are called out to this apartment. And they find a girl who's in her 20s, probably weighs about 75 pounds, drowned in a bathtub with a suicide note. When you say a girl... Well, a woman about 20 years old. 20 is still only pretty young. Only 75 pounds. And only 75 pounds. She was very emaciated and drowned in the bathtub. Well, they said that um, there was traces of narcotics in her body, but they said weighing as little as she did, that it was very easily that somebody had drugged her and she passed out in the tub and drowned because she passed out. So they immediately start to investigate her caregivers, which are her sisters, who are always dressed in black. Three sisters dressed in black. They always wear black. They usually have hats and a cape, so you can't even, they don't even like to show their faces. And this is 1900. This is in the 1900s. Because okay. so, I was going to say, you automatically are suspicious if you're wearing a fucking cape. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, but this is the 1900s. I think capes are a little more prevalent then. Um, and so they're trying to investigate these sisters. And as the story goes on, you find out that they have mentally and physically abused this girl all her life because they have been her caregivers her whole life in hopes that she would die and her inheritance would go to them. So they're basically trying to kill her off so they get their, their inheritance. And then you keep reading and you find out that they even, their plan started taking place like even before they ended up being her caregivers. Like they have been like the black in this family, the bad things that have happened to this family all the way back from when they were pretty young. And which it was a great premise for a book. But the way that it was writ- written, it was very monotone and not very exciting to read. But the story itself is fascinating just because these these sisters have basically been evil their whole lives and have destroyed this family all in hopes to get all of this money that they would get from all the inheritance that Somebody dies, the inheritance goes to this other person. Somebody dies, it goes to this person. They're like last in line. So, you know, there's some thought behind, all right, how can we get the most possible money from our family inheritance? Well, we need to start by killing this person. Well, we need to start by and then kill this person and then kill this person. And the way that they make it look, it looks like illnesses and accidents throughout. How many people do they kill? I can't remember exactly. I mean, you have to read the book. Oof. But it's more than just this one. And then it's like at the very end of the line, the last person that they have to kill to get this inheritance is when they get investigated. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like one of those, uh, I, and I almost got away with it episodes. Uh, yeah. But you didn't like it because it was dead dry. It was very dry. And it just, like I said, there was 
it was like there was no action in it. There was no, there was a lot of, oh shit moments because you were like, oh my God, they seriously did this? How evil are they? But it was told in such a way that it, it just didn't have any buildup. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. So this is a true story. Yeah, it's a true story. Rachel's yeah. like, click. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, the I mean, story <laughs> itself was really you interesting. You didn't tell me that yesterday. <laughs> I mean, well, I have two sisters. I could... people in the fucking room yeah. are like, that's all we talked about at dinner last night was, it was true, true crime, crime and how gruesome things could be. <laughs> yeah. And when I found this, it sounded, I mean, the synopsis and the fact that it's three sisters because, you know, I'm one of three. Yeah, I was going to say. And I'm now like, only mm-hmm. two. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. I'm one mm-hmm. of three as well. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I could oh. be a ringleader. Well, we don't have a lot of money in my family. So I don't know we'd be taken out. You could out. be the ringleader of... It's time to bump off some people. <laughs> we could get like my dad's 1950 Cadillac or something. Although, no, it's like probably from like 1995. It's So long sucks. as you don't name it Christine. 1995 is not vintage in the Cadillac world. No, I'm sorry. No, it's definitely... Tell you sorry, Dad. It's not worth it. <laughs> you let your dad listen to this podcast? <laughs> no, my dad... I told him I was on a podcast and I was going to be doing another and he goes, huh, How do, what is that exactly? <laughs> like, we had a couple of people do that yesterday too. Yeah. So um, how would I go about listening to, uh, yeah. what did you call it? My a dad bar. still has a flip phone. <laughs> how is it still alive? Yeah. I think we're it, safe. It, we've tried. We my have, grandpa and has a flip he phone. He even will say, stop putting me on those group texts or don't send me pictures. I can't see those things. <laughs> He still does like the text with all the buttons, with and I'm like, numbers. oh my god, that's hilarious. That's so funny. He will not. Does want to be in the group text? No, he's nope. Just don't don't put me on those things. <laughs> okay, that's funny. So I I'm if he's going to listen to it, it'll be when my parents come visit in November, and I play it for them. Because even my mom has a smartphone, but she doesn't understand the concept. Either. She's like, okay, so. I get an app and then, okay, how do I do your that? Your parents can't be that old. How, no. How old are your parents? My dad is 61 and my mom's 59. Jesus. <laughs> my husband's 63. Oh, gonna be 63. Yeah. They are not old. Gripes. I think some people just reject the technology because like my mom is the same. My mom is not that old. Mm-hmm. And my mom, like the difference between my mom and my dad the way that they interact with the internet and technology miles away like my mom is still has a hard time with like what do you put into google to get the search results you want like the google it's like you're not old yeah (laughs) now i had to teach my mom about the google search engine and i'm like mom all you have to do is just type this in google and they'll pull it up even if you don't know exact and so you know i gave her some tips and showed her some stuff and now I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt because now she knows how to Google too well. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, it's okay, honey. I Googled it. I'm like, oh, okay. created a monster. Speaking well. of monsters, what the hell was the name of that book again? <laughs> I'm going to read it. I know you said it too. wasn't. Well, you'll have to tell me what but you think. You know, maybe has the compulsion that she has to read things that are terrible. So now you've doubled. But it doesn't sound terrible, but I am more interested now that I know that it's real. Yeah. yeah, same here. Like, I know she said it wasn't, she didn't like it much, but I'm kind of intrigued as well. Yeah, it's called The Bizarre True Case of the Bathtub Tragedy. And it's Three Sisters in Black by Norman Zirold. And you'll have to tell me what you think, because, you know, sometimes... You're just not in the mood for that kind of story. Yeah, that so happens to me So it could have been that it was just the wrong time that I read it. Did you burn out on true crime? No, I actually, this probably. is only like the a couple into my true crime. Really? Huh. The month of true crime that I read. You read so much. I, I did that one time when I read like, what, 11 books? You did? Yeah, most of them are true crime. If I want to come across the one ad killer, which I'm going to do in October... Um, and had to take a break from it, I probably would still be reading Crew Time. Crew Time. Crew Time. <laughs> true hey, crime. it's Crew. It's Crew Time. <laughs> crew Time. <laughs> I'm thinking if you're going to kill somebody, maybe don't be conspicuous and dress in black and wear a cape. Well, and like I said, you're suspicious if you wear a cape. They were just really odd. Like during the 
the trials and everything, just the way that they reacted to everything, they were just very strange people to begin with. And it just, yeah, it was, it was a strange book. Also, maybe don't be related to them because <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, how else are you going to get relate? the inheritance? Well, yeah, well, but I know, if you don't want to get caught and you want to commit some murders, like you could hire somebody. Be like, hey, I'm good for it. Here's an IOU. <laughs> like, just, look, I'm going to be getting all this money. Yeah, help me out. So we're saying hire a hitman. Well, yeah, that's just... our suggestion. If you want to kill off a relative, <laughs> hire a hitman. But be smarter about it than Joe Exotic. Hi, FBI. Jesus nice to Christ. see you. Let's not get into Joe Exotic. I work for the government, but it's okay. of Oklahoma. <laughs> Look it. it up, friends, because you can't make that shit up. There's a whole podcast so about funny. it. Speaking of strange, did you hear there was a, a police shooting in Ada? I heard it on the news this morning, and I was like, no. freaking Ada. <laughs> Here we go again. Freaking Ada. Yeah. I've, I've read The Innocent Man. We all... and. We were at breakfast and my husband's like, what, like, you know that place? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. We are never driving through there. <laughs> but that's 100 miles out of the way. I don't care. I'm not driving through Ada. <laughs> don't even say the name. <laughs> Alyssa, darling. Yeah. Did you read about some sisters that did some killing? No, because it's not October yet. <laughs> no, I did not. I read a romance this week. Everyone's shocked. Okay. <laughs> so I read Appealed by Emma Chase. It is the third in her legal series, but it is also a standalone book, so you can read it in whatever order you want. I'm pretty sure when I originally read this, it was like the first or second one that I read, so it doesn't matter. You're not losing anything if you don't read the others. So this book focuses on Brent Mason and Kennedy Randolph, and they are squaring off in a legal battle, he is the defense and she is the federal prosecutor in Washington, D.C. And so originally they don't know who it is they're going up against until they both attend a party at Brent's parents' house because they both come from very, like, affluent families. And so they, like, went to the same private school when they were kids and they were kind of childhood sweethearts. And they're like, oh, shit, you're the person I'm going to be going against for this trial. This is bad. Dun, dun, dun. Squinty eyes. Anyway, I don't want to talk a lot about what this book is about because I don't want to give it away. I'm just going to talk about all the things that this book does a good job of. Look, it's a romance. They're going yeah. to get together in the end. They're going to fall in love. Mm -hmm. But this book does some awesome things that not a lot of other romances do. And so one of the things that this book does really well is talk about therapy. Really? Because I'm a really big proponent of normalizing therapy, and a lot of people have to go through it, and it's great and excellent for everybody. It is. And this book utilizes therapy in such an awesome way. So the main character, Brent, he has been seeing a therapist on and off since he was a kid, like for like 20 years, and it talked like part of the plot of the story and how he like gets through things is he has these conversations with his therapist, which is not so, like uh, when books are trying to talk about therapy, I think a lot they're like, oh, yeah, I like go to therapy. And then it's just like it's just like dropped in. They're like, oh, yeah, I've done it. Like I've done my due mm -hmm. diligence mm -hmm. in normalizing therapy. But this book goes above and beyond. And like we see him in therapy and talking to his therapist. I have said therapy so many fucking times <laughs> in the last two minutes. Mm. Anyway. That's okay, because it's necessary. It's really, really excellent. I was like, this is what this looks like. And it's amazing. I was really, really impressed. Because a lot of books are not doing their best with this. I think people are trying. And this book is a little older, which makes it even more impressive. Because I feel like it's been a push more in the past, like, two or three years and this book is five years old and so Ooh. for it to like be such a prominent part of the plot I think is really really impressive so the other issue that this book tackles is that Brent is missing part of his leg and so we also don't see a lot of people with disabilities especially physical disabilities especially in romance because a lot of what romance does is it kind of embodies 
perfection for both the hero and the heroine because like strong rippling people muscles. want to read about the ideal yeah but in this book like i think that the author emma chase does a really good job of showing um what having an injury like that is about so he's been missing part of his leg since he was a child and it becomes a plot point because he actually misses a day of court because he gets chronic pain in his leg and so sometimes what happens is when it really acts up, it like he he goes through so much pain he can't focus, he can't move around, he has to use a wheelchair because he can't put his prosthetic on. Oh. Kind of like we went through that with uh, um, Corman's strike. Yeah, Cuckoo's calling. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh-huh. See, I haven't read yeah. that. Yeah, he, the main he's... character has he lost a leg mm-hmm. in Vietnam, oh. and so he it's a prominent part of the story. Mm-hmm. And he's very, it seems like he's not, he doesn't seem like he's okay with it. Yeah, but he does, he also doesn't say anything about it. No, he doesn't, oh, he doesn't say anything, but there's it, part but... of it where he couldn't put his prosthetic on or he didn't have it or something in one of the books. And he was like embarrassed for the main female lead yeah, because to of see it. him without his leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. could, you could always tell that there was a little bit of, Tension within himself over the mm-hmm. fact that he was missing part of his leg. Mm-hmm. And that comes up a little bit in this, because in one of the sex scenes, it talks about how usually he takes his prosthetic off because it's easier because it gets caught in like sheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for a minute, like it talks about like vulnerability he feels sometimes mm-hmm. when he does that. It's just, it was really well done. Like I was really, I haven't read this book in a long time and I was really pleasantly surprised at how well she addresses the issues that she tackles in this book. It was really, really good. Like it was because I was originally reading this because I was like, I don't have anything (laughs) this week. Because you don't realize how hard it is for normal readers to do this show. Well, and to it really is, especially to to vary stuff up. Yeah, like because if you're because I read, especially if you're reading a series or something, and you're like, Mm -hmm. I reviewed one of them. I can't review. I can't review anything else. Or like, you have to make sure that you're doing like, you're putting distance between authors, mm-hmm. and it's really hard. Yeah. So this week I was like, I don't have anything on the back burner that's gonna fit. I'm gonna. I love this book. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and reread it. I have it signed by the author, and I was like, let's pull that back out. And I was like, this is really, really good. And it's like, it's really like, median has a lot of substance to it. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It sounds that good. sounds like a great suggestion. And yeah. I, I like that the character had a physical disability. Me too. Because I don't because know that I've read another romance where a character has a physical just disability. Just because you be have honest. an imperfection, it doesn't make you any different than anyone else. And this nope. is coming from somebody who grew up with a sister who was in the same grade because me and my sister are only 10 months apart. Mm-hmm. What well, was. And um, people used to ask me questions all the time about like simple things like Mm -hmm. and one time they actually did ask me they're like well how did your sister have sex i'm like well i don't know the details but i would imagine she's my sister just just like everyone else (laughs) don't want to think about my sister having sex but you know (laughs) but thanks for asking and bringing it up yeah (laughs) thank you for the mental picture in my head that i'm gonna now need therapy for (laughs) but that would be perfectly fine (laughs) <laughs> well, she she obviously had sex because she has kids. So, yep. yep. So, I mean, you know, it's pretty apparent mm-hmm. that it has happened. So she figured out a way. Actually, she <laughs> did tell me a really funny story one time about when because she um her disease affects all of her muscles. Mm-hmm. And one time she was like, you know, trying to do doggy style. And every time, like, she kept, like, falling into the pillow and having to get back up and then fell into the pillow and had to get back up. I'm like... Push-ups and doggy style. Vicky, why are you telling me these things? (laughs) Vicky, tell your friends, not your sister. (laughs) I'm like, why didn't you just stay with your head in the pillow? She's like, because I couldn't breathe. (laughs) I'm like, all right, Vicky, I love you, but we need to talk about something else. So anyway, <laughs> sorry. Okay, that was appealed by Emma Chase. I can appreciate the therapy aspect of it, especially yeah. being a therapist mm-hmm. myself, and with um, 
veterans and different things. It, you're right. It's a topic that does not come up enough and it doesn't get enough mm-hmm. positive reinforcement to say it's OK to ask for help. It's OK to have struggles and, you know, need to talk to somebody. So I'm. Yeah. I'm well, and I think and people that. are trying, but I think they're not like after reading this book, I was like, people are not trying hard enough. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is the way to do it. So, yeah, it was really good. I'll check it out for sure. What you got in your pocket what there, do you Rachel? have? So, I read something. No. <laughs> now you sound um, like me. <laughs> I read a book called Dumplin' um, oh, by Julie Murphy. I have actually heard of this. Yes. Somebody else talked about it but didn't review it. Um, I remember who uh, One thing I will say is Netflix made this into a, a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recommend it. I was extremely displeased with the way that it was done because so the basis of the story is you have this teenage girl. I think she's like 16, 17, something like that. Um, And her name's Willa Dean. And she is overweight, but that's kind of not the biggest part of the story. As you come to find out, her mother is this former beauty queen and she runs this pageant every year in the town and her, she and her mother don't really understand each other. But Willadine is also in the process of bereavement and grieving because um, her mother's sister, her aunt, lived with them and had, within the past year or so, passed away. Mm. And this was an aunt who Willadine had a relationship with and was basically kind of her mother figure. And um, so she's dealing with all of that and trying to sort of figure out who she is. And, you know, this pageant comes up and her best friend is, I think, going to be entering the pageant and and other things like that. And (coughs) she and her mother are just kind of at odds about this whole thing. Um, And tied in there is a boy that Willa Dean, I don't, I don't know sort of what her thoughts are initially, but you can tell there's something there. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's this very good looking, athletic, you know, kind of popular guy. But um, and, you know, as they get closer and their relationship starts to move forward, you get to hear her internal dialogue about all of these doubts that she has about herself and basically other people's ability to love her and see her for who she is other than just her her exterior, because that's, again, what her mother is all about is the exterior of things. And she's also doing some digging into her aunt's belongings. And she's essentially grieving on her own because her mother um, kind of blames her aunt a little bit for dying because of her weight. Because her aunt was also overweight and some other things. So she's struggling a lot with that. And so it, it's it's an amazing book. It really is. I don't want to go too, too much into it. It's funny and it's relatable and, and it has a lot of meaning to it. And it's so real too. And especially for all of us who have been a teenager and you know what it feels like to feel awkward or not fit in or, you know, and mm-hmm. to be a little misunderstood. And the thing that really made me upset with the Netflix movie is it sort of, A, it portrayed her as extremely kind of angry, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't her character necessarily in the book. And it downplayed a lot of the things that made the book so great, kind of her internal struggle and these wonderful relationships she's trying to navigate her way through. And honestly, they really gave the character of her mother an out in the movie. And in the end, she, you know, has these sort of redeeming qualities and this redeeming scene. And that, for me, doesn't necessarily happen in the book, but... Well, you know, if it's on TV, they got to put a big old bow on the ending. Right, right. Which always pisses me off. I but hate that. it, I don't know. For me, it just, it got me. And I don't normally, it's not necessarily the genre that I would normally read, but I stumbled upon it and kind of read the synopsis and it was so different of, oh, okay, this girl and beauty pageant and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, well, I got to see where this goes. And, um, you know, and having been, overweight myself when I was a teenager and just but then she sort of starts to meet this other cast of characters from her school and sort of builds this band of other misfits yes a little bit and they're all so great in their own way and I think 
one of them, um, the author has actually done a spinoff of one of the other characters who kind oh, of shines. Cool. And um, so it was it was great. I would recommend it. And it for me had kind of a YA feel. And I'm not sure. Is it a it's a YA? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but I loved it. Uh, I would recommend it for anybody. It was it was really, really good. I have found that I also recommend it. You, you've read it also? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I've also found that when you find a book that addresses how you felt when you were younger, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how old you are when you find that book. You still have that connection. Yeah. And I forget how I stumbled upon it or heard about it. Um, it could have been from this podcast. I don't know. Somebody I know somebody mentioned it at some point, but I don't think i want to say it was nicole but i don't remember that book at all i i don't think it was reviewed i think it was more of a mention in passing it might have i yeah. may have actually found it um because i i do the buzzfeed like book newsletter yeah, it may I have been off too. of that love buzzfeed um because it's been that it's could been be when we bit. discussed it if it was on a buzzfeed letter yeah that could have been but yeah it a lot just... of times if there's an adaptation of a book one of us has read we mention it mm-hmm. so yeah it's a book that I will honestly read again. It just, and like I said, when she starts meeting those other girls, because these girls are in her school, but, you know, she had never really met them before and they start to kind of band together. And it's just, it's so, so good. That's how um, I feel when we meet book girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in, in the flesh, it's like meeting our tribe. I just love it so much. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So five stars, absolutely. And that was, and um, I had a little trouble when I was looking for it. It is Dumplin. It's there's, there's no G. G. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's by Julie Murphy. Um, Sounds excellent. Yes, and I'm. Have you read the second? Mm-mm, the follow up. Um, I'm trying to. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it centers on another one of the the misfit characters. So I'm excited. Cool. I really like when you have a book that you're reading and you love so much. And then there's like another version of it, like seen through somebody else's eyes in the same story, mm-hmm. because it just gives you more insight on the whole story. I don't know. I love that. I'm weird. No, I do too. I only no. like that if they don't change the original story. Well, I'm no, they don't change yeah. the same. The same main things happen throughout the book. It's just you're seeing it through right. somebody else's eyes right. and not the character that yeah. you already read. I guess you know that goes back to the. The fact that I reread stuff three mm-hmm. or four times sometimes. Stephanie Meyer started to do that with mm-hmm. um, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called Midnight Sun. Sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've read that excerpt because it got leaked. And so she said she'll never. I know. I was, it, I was sad but... when like it ended. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I need to know the rest. I know. But Even also, though... it blessed to her for sticking to her guns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't do it. The only other person I know who's done it is E.L. James. She did it for the Fifty Shades of Grey series because she's copying copying Stephanie Meyer. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I will not be reading the excerpt of that. I can only be creepier. I've tried to be I got inside his through. brain. It can only be creepier. <laughs> Honestly, it. I wouldn't say it's creepy. It's just, it's not. It's not good. It's not great. I mean, I I didn't make my way. I didn't make my way through it and. I don't mind the Fifty Shades books, but mm-hmm. I tried to get through the, the, I think it's called Gray. Um, I think that's what the first one's called. Yeah. yeah. I made it about halfway through and I don't think no. I'll pick it up again. <laughs> no. It's just, once you've read the story, I don't need to hear it from his point of view. It's, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it has to be a story that you love to go mm-hmm. back and read it from another perspective. Mm-hmm. If you're just okay with the story, you're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in reading again. more about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I don't mind Fifty Shades. I think it did some some good things, but I mean, once you've read the story or what, uh, eh. the the adaptation novels they didn't they didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only made it halfway through the first one, like I said. Awesome. Are y'all excited to hear what I picked? Did you pick something? Yes. I did. I did. Pins and needles over here. Well, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna save this for October because it was so it is so gory. But I love it. Bring it on. (laughs) I decided to go ahead because it is going to be fucking huge. Mm. It's going to be huge. Are they making it a movie already? It's already been picked up for adaptation. Yes. And it's a debut. Ooh. Ooh. We know how you like your debut. Well, it's 
he created the, the hit Scandinavian television show, The Killing. And it's called The Chestnut Man by Surin Svinstrup. I think Hell that's how you name. pronounce it. I don't know. It's there's a. I mean, you said it with name, confidence, so I'm his, believing you. His first name, the O, S-O-R-E-N. The O has like a slash mark, so I have no fucking idea how to say that. <laughs> I'm just making it up. It's a murder mystery at its core. But the kind of murder mystery that I feel all murder mysteries should look up to. Mm-hmm. It had the perfect ending, in my estimation. It was a perfect book. And I don't care what anybody else says. I loved it that much. I'm going to go buy it. I would love to have the original Scandinavian, even though I wouldn't be able to read it. I mean, I really think this is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. It'll be huge. It'll be huge. Sorry. <laughs> All of us. Sh- there was a there was a collective shiver that went through the room just now when I said that. Anybody got a sharpie so I can fix that? <laughs> Could you sharpie me in? <laughs> so, what is it about? You ask. It is about a serial killer, but it is about a serial killer who is so fucking creepy that gets killed. The first kill that we see in the book, she basically is dragged out behind her house and her hand is cut off. Of course, she's also brutally murdered and whatnot to go with that. But the the hand being lopped off is... Because the murder is secondary. The hand is more important. And there's a chestnut man that is left with the body. And a chestnut man, for those of us who don't know what that is, it's evidently some sort of Scandinavian thing. Oh, because you know, I it's, didn't know. It's chestnuts that are made to look like a little doll. Oh, okay. And one of the main characters is a woman whose daughter went missing very early on. And she's, she's one of the, uh, she's a government minister. She goes on a sabbatical when her daughter goes missing, and they haven't found her daughter. But what they discover with the discovery of the first body and the chestnut man is that her daughter's fingerprint is on that chestnut man. And they never found the daughter. So you've got two mysteries that are going on at the same time. You have the mystery of who this person is and if they still have this girl. So the mother is constantly, you know, because they obviously they come to her with the fact that they've found this fingerprint. So you're wondering the whole time, you know, is this girl still alive? What has this man done to her? You know, and more murders happen. And each time a new body is found, more body parts are lopped off. So that they more closely resemble a chestnut man. I'm getting fucking chills right now. It is really a gory book. Someone has been arrested for the crime and is in jail. And he's creepy as fuck. So it feels like a bit like Silence of the Lambs. You know, it's got that. Are you showing a picture of a chestnut man? Yeah. Of the cover. That is worse than I envisioned. That was creepier than I thought it was going to yeah. be. I'm totally telling mm. you guys, this is going to be huge. This is going to be the next Silence of the Lambs if it's done well. So it's, it's got all of the perfect elements of mm-hmm. the perfect crime novel. Oh, that is ending if they change that somebody should be killed seriously (laughs) i mean that ending was so fucking awesome oh i love this book so much i would i have got to have a copy of this for my shelf it is real it was really good um fyi i am really happy that nook um the cover that they have is not as creepy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that picture. Did you, you see found, that creepy ass picture? Yeah, yeah that was that the was thing creepy. That's the same nightmares. cover that I saw. <clears throat> yeah, the on one. the audible version, which was awesome, by the way. Okay. 
Creepy, creepy, creepy. I read it. Yes, I know, because I looked it up. I, I had to look up. For those of us who live in the U.S., we don't know what a chestnut man is. Crabs, the only chestnut I know about is chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Well, I've never had one. to be one. fair, I looked at more chestnut, actual chestnut men, and they're not as creepy as this one. Yeah. But. Well, I looked those up, too, but That's I did good. see the other yeah. covers of the book. The other ones are kind of cute, actually. I mean, I don't need to really tell you anything else about the book. I don't. And and there's a chance that it'll be your Whisper Man, you know. Ooh, Whisper Man was good. See, I didn't really. It was okay. I know you didn't like that one. I like it. It's not that I didn't like it. It's that I didn't love it. Like Maybe I love this one. This was gory, and if you don't like gory, you better just stop now, because it was not a pleasant book to read from that standpoint. I mean, anytime they have limbs lopped off, I mean, yeah, yeah, sign that's, me up. That's not. That's. Not pleasant. It also it also had that sense of urgency that belongs in a book like that, where you know there are going to be more, and you're worried that it might be one of the characters that you're, you know, that you're spending time with in the book. Is this a series? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I, I mean, I just ran across it. Like I don't know. Not see any other books. I though. think I put it on hold just based on the cover because it mm-hmm. looked kind of creepy. You know, mm-hmm. red cover, kind of stick man looking thing. And I had just finished Whisper, Whisper Man and I was kind of in that mode. You were wanting to read something that was a little more gory than Whisper Man. Because yeah. Whisper it Man wasn't out. gory. Yeah. September 3rd of this year. I was on hold for it because I do that. I go through and I just, I just pick stuff up and go click I'm gonna try that click 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 <laughs> and I try lots of different things and throw the ones back that I don't like and just keep reading and I'm really glad I picked this up it was great it was called The Chestnut Man by Sören Svenstrup all those chestnut men awesome. now you really have to read that short novella about Robert Burdella Yes, I've already put that on my yeah. list of things to read. We talked about true crime last night at dinner, so now we're all... Yeah. I need to send that to Vani. I think you would ask me about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll What's that to... called again so that we can share with our with our book girls and guys? And so I read two that were along the same, um, by the same author, because apparently the author, um, Ryan Becker, he writes a lot of that stuff, but this one was called Robert Burdella. The true story of a man who turned his darkest fantasies into a reality. And, and they were me, not nice. No, if you are at all squeamish. Um, Maybe this will be good for October. I would just say not. Maybe. The there Ed you Kemper go, one was good too. I've had a hard time with October. Oh, you it's know, only 94 pages. It wasn't like October is difficult in that Still counts. it stretches most mm-hmm. of our cast to its limits. Me, not so much because I really like horror and I really like gory murder mysteries. I like horror too, but it's really hard to find one that just really catches me. Mm-hmm. Like I had to read 11 true crime novels before I came across one that I wanted to use for October. See, I just, like, I don't like being scared, but, like, if we're going to do it, we're going to fucking do it. (laughs) Yeah. I want it to be the creepiest thing. Like, look, last year was a real disappointment in October for me because I did not get scared, so I was just kind of vaguely irritated all month. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody were to look at my reading, like, my completed reading challenge, they'd be like, there's something wrong with her. Because it's, like, romance, romance, like, psych thriller True crime serial we have killer to look romance at your romance list romance. before you leave. The only thing she reads about is sex and murder. There's something wrong here. Yes. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. All book girls are created equal in that. I'm just saying you're probably on a list somewhere. We all I, I work for the government. I'm on a list. You're on a list somewhere. <laughs> you're at the top of someone's I list. You're not Googling what is on your, she doing? On your company computer. No, I would never. <laughs> I don't even use the the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Now that sounds all paranoid. <laughs> hey, I'm just I worked there for seven years now. I'm not I'm not chancing a thing. Look her up, Rachel Young. Seriously, you type something in that like I've never done this, but I've heard like if an employee like does something they're not supposed to, I mean IT is immediately like, what are you doing? Like 
Really? <laughs> My dad's work is like that. You're not allowed to plug. He works for the government, too, and you're not allowed to plug anything into the computer. No, they know about it. So one time he it. was talking about a guy who, like, he wanted, they were, like, on a trip to, I don't know, somewhere for work, and he wanted to charge his iPod, and he plugged it in. And as soon as he got back, IT was like, why was that so important? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? If you plug anything in, they're like notified and like what is and then take it out get, immediately and then you get in trouble yeah whoa yeah. Mm. if it doesn't have a tag and it's not been pre-approved and they don't know what it is mm-hmm. meanwhile at my work i plug in my kindle and my phone all the time into my computer <laughs> <laughs> i even cover my little camera because like you know sometimes mm-hmm. we can do i did that as soon stuff. as i found out mark zuckerberg does it i yeah i have i don't want anybody something. looking at my house and shit Mm-mm. it's really dirty <laughs> They're like, look at her. She's a fucking slob. She never puts away her laundry. Low on my list well, of that, reasons I don't want people to see me in my that, house. I mean, do I really want, like, somebody, does somebody really from the government want to sit and, like, watch me type notes and eat my lunch? Like, you know, I mean, if yeah, you want to watch exciting. me eat Oreos at my desk and cry, fine. But, like, <laughs> but, like I really don't think you want to. So. <laughs> And now we know what you do at work. Well, <laughs> eat Oreos and cry. That's I mean, I I'm respectful. I close the door. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. We love you. I love you guys too. Thank you for having me. Rachel comes from all the way from Amarillo. She's been to on, be like, on the show. We love times. that. This is my second time. Is it second? I was thinking Only, that you were here. I know. I need to times. set a goal for myself. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> to be honest. Needs more. to be part of the reading goal. Yeah, forget the reading <laughs> goal. <laughs> it's the Make podcast it a travel goal. goal. Tom's like, oh, fuck, I got to drive for it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it because he loves to play disc golf around here. So uh-huh. there you go. I, I thought you were going to say he loves disco, and I was going to say, um, like, no. Nope. So you listen to disco on the way? No, nope, that he does not. <laughs> Disco on this podcast last week. Uh, uh, we oh, that's did. right, you we did. did. <laughs> Staying alive. And on that note, that's going to do for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.